Well, you know the saying, bros before hoes? We're going to put that to the test here on Season 3, Episode 2 of Saved by the Bell. It is breaking up as hard to undo. A very quotable episode, if I do say so myself. One of my all-time favorites. Noah, we've been doing this for quite a while now. It is so great to be uh, knee-deep now into Season 3. You heard our interview with Ed Blatchford, a.k.a. Rod Belding, uh, on our last podcast, as well as Ralph Marrow who played the role of Mr. Dickerson. Um, this season is an important one. It is a pivotal one. We are just continuing to go. The, the episodes are getting better. And Noah, looking back on it, this one has really always been a favorite. It's just it's just always been solid, one that I can always watch and I can always uh, get out of it. Uh, a lot of humor and just re- really reminds me of watching the show for the first time back in the day. It really does. A lot of quotable lines out there. Mr. Belding comes strong. I mean, there's just... Everyone really pops in this, maybe other than Screech, but uh, and that's okay with me. Everyone else pops. Mr. Belding has great lines. The guys, the girls, it's just one of the quintessential episodes. When you think of Saved by the Bell, you think of Breaking Up is Hard to Undo. That is a good way to put it. It is sort of quintessential when you think about some of the lines and some of the things that happen. Of course, we open with Kelly and Zach and um, Slater and Jesse uh, are together at the max. They're both on dates. And it's sort of like that's when you talk about quintessential. That's what I think of. They're both not, you know, the couples aren't always together through the whole show. Kelly and Kelly and Zach aren't together for the entire series. Jesse and Slater aren't together for the entire series. But as they mature and as they, you know, the, the show has kind of gone on, they start, sort of started pairing them off. And that's really where we are here, right in smack dab in the middle of the series. And that's... And he- yeah, and you learn that Zach and Kelly have been going steady for 68 days, 14 <laughs> hours, and 38 minutes. But who's counting? I, I love that. And uh, Kelly once suggests that Jesse and Slater make it official. But but Jesse says that being stuck in a monogamous relationship is restrictive and possessive. <laughs> Tell me this. When's the last time you ever heard a woman say that? <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's a new one for me. I haven't heard that one. They all want the monogamy, the ownership of the man and just kind of to assimilate into their activities. And so they don't have any life of their own. They they latch on to the man. At least that's been my experience in the past. Yeah, it's funny because uh, maybe this is the first time I've ever agreed with Jesse on something. Uh, <laughs> later, I've always felt like fire and ice and it just, but it works. Like you want to see them arguing. It's kind of what they do. So Jesse and Slater are going to celebrate their anniversary this Saturday night. And uh, Zach, in the meanwhile, wants to celebrate his 10-week anniversary uh but kelly's ex todd winfield is visiting this part always stuck out to me because i always took zach's side like, absolutely I go out with you my ex-boyfriend's here and i've got to go out with him sorry like oh uh, but no yeah a friend who drives a ferrari and looks like mel gibson yeah go ahead marry him have lots of kids see if i care that's really the basis of this and it's i always sided with zach i'm like come on here hello like you know, you're you. They finally got to the point where they're dating, and now Kelly wants to go out with an ex and ditch Zach for a weekend. Like that's kind of not cool. And you know, Zach is jealous. It's understandable to me. And uh, meanwhile, things are going awry with Jesse and Slater as well because <laughs> uh, Jesse is ready to plan their date to celebrate going steady with a romantic dinner at Cafe Diane, but. Slater has LA Raiders tickets. You get the classic line from Jesse here. Um, who wants to go see a bunch of barbarians kick each other's butts? We all know that. It's just a essential line from the show. And um, Jesse then goes on to say Slater's a sexist pig. And they say, oink, oink. And Slater responds with, oink, oink, baby. And if you don't like it, go find yourself some other pig. 
Great. <laughs> I just love this exchange. It's it works for me. Um, it seems like it's something that would be kind of, I don't know, kind of hokey as, as time's gone on, but I like it. And it's a good way to show how different they are. And this maybe just isn't going to work. Yeah. I mean, when you think of Slater and Jesse, that's kind of the scene that I always go to, uh, them fighting over whether it should be the ballet or football, uh, Slater saying what's romantic about a guy in pink tights, tippy-toeing around, pretending to be a swan and a little foreshadowing perhaps. And, as Slater will later be in tights performing in Swan Pond. Yeah. So maybe it's a little foreshadowing there. Hey, hey he's going to be in tights before this episode's over. Let's be <laughs> honest here. Um, Zach really wants Kelly to cancel this date. and um, An ultimatum says, is levied. And there's an ultimatum. Yeah, Zach says cancel or they stop seeing each other. It's weird the way he worded that. Like, we stop seeing each other. Wow, that's kind of kind of heavy. And uh, Kelly inexplicably chooses to do that and not see Zach anymore and go out with Todd Winfield. Kind of justifying Zach's paranoia, if you ask me, but... Yeah, like, okay, like, we've been going steady for 68 days. Like, I just don't want you to go out with this ex that should be out of your life. There shouldn't be this contact still. Or if you do want to go out to dinner with him, everything that we've built and we know each other, we've been going steady for 68 days is over. And she says, good, here's your ring back. Goodbye. Okay, so this meant nothing all along. Like, my jealousness and paranoia was correct, and goodbye. I can't believe this is happening. Uh, well, we move on to a student council meeting, and it goes awry. Uh, the guys are sticking together. The women are sticking together. Um, the guys are going to object to uh, the women who want uh, new uniforms for something. I can't remember what. Didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> and the guys say, nay. And Jesse says, no, you got the wrong animal. Um, horses say nay. Pigs say oink. I love that. Uh, Belding breaks his gavel, trying to keep order in this classroom. It's it's an upheaval. Things have gone awry. I just, again, another little scene that I just really liked out of this episode. It's just the guys are sticking together. We even have our friend Mark Clayman Moose is in there uh, making an appearance in this episode. So we've heard from him, and I think we'll hear from him again coming up. Absolutely, we will. And... Uh, they go to the office, and Mr. Belding is trying to figure out what's going on. Why are the women and men at odds? And he learns that, yeah, there's this struggle going on, this battle. They've broken up, and they're bickering back and forth. And he talks about how there needs to be understanding and compromise in a relationship. And, of course, Mrs. Belding, Becky Belding, calls at that time. And he's, listen to how it's done. It's my wife. Now listen to how we communicate. Yes, dear. I know, dear. But, dear, <laughs> I thought that we compromised and agreed that your mother would stay at the hotel and I'd pay anything. <laughs> well, too bad if she doesn't like it. Read. No, she doesn't get a vote. <laughs> Becky, don't do this. It's my house, too. You can't lock me up. Becky? Well, that's just perfect. Now, where was I? Understanding, trust, and compromise in relationships, sir. <laughs> right. Jesse, it's time you stop bullying poor defenseless Slater here and tried understanding his needs. And Kelly, stop leading young Zach on. Think of his feelings. 
Slater's needs? Zach's feelings? Well, what about us? Don't our feelings and needs matter? Oh, obviously not. Let's go. Well, there you have it. Um, Mr. Belding is locked out of the house after this phone call that goes awry. And um, he's going to choose the guy's side at, uh, because his wife's you know, giving him the runaround. So he's he's on the guy's side. He just, um, you know, wants them to understand um, Slater's feelings. And, you know, they... they I don't remember what it says. Wants Kel oh, I can and wants Kelly to stop leading poor Zach on uh, as she is doing with Todd Winfield. So, yeah, Mr. Belding is understanding of the guys. Now he's on their side. And uh, the girls don't like it, and they're out of there. They storm out of the office. And uh, then we've get, we get Mr. Belding and Screech alone in the max. Screech trying to console Mr. Belding. 15 years of marriage down the drain. I, and, I love uh, this. Yes, and Mr. Belding uh, kind of putting his arm around Screech and saying he wishes he had somewhere to go. Well, it's funny because Mr. Belding is out on his butt here. He has, <laughs> He's just got his sleeves rolled up. He hasn't had a chance to even change. He's just got like his work shirt on. But I would like to hear see a little backstory here. Maybe a prequel someday will happen where that shows exactly how the two wound up together at the max after school. Yes. Why is it just Screech? Why was Mr. Belding there? Did he go there hoping to find the whole gang? And Screech is there hanging out. I want to know what happened because this is all kind of strange, but I love it. I love every bit of it. Yeah, it's perfect. Just the person that's going to console this man after 15 years of marriage, potentially being down the drain, is Samuel Screech Powers, just a nincompoop. And he doesn't know. He's just trying to get out of there. He's horrified by the whole situation. And of course, Screech never gives good advice or anything. So he just runs away to Zach's and Mr. Belding follows him. And he says he's, <laughs> he's, he's a lot faster than you think for an old guy. And Mr. Belding just seems to make himself at home. He says, hey, we can tough out the crisis in here if necessary. Love that line because this is what leads to one of my favorite moments in Saved by the Bell history. Um, he says, guys, let's bond. Uh, and the guys are kind of alluding that they might miss the girls. Belding to that says, "Fooey, women need men. It's in their genes. Uh, he urges Slater to be strong and resist temptation. And like you said, let's tough out this crisis in here. Mr. Belding makes himself at home on Zach's bed. Um, I just think it's hilarious. I think it's wonderful. It's like, this is sort of what we've been building up to, right? We, we saw the fabulous Belding boys, that episode, we reviewed that. It's in our archives, the very last episode we did before this, about how... Zach and the gang's relationship with Mr. Belding is growing. And now we take it to the next level. Belding's hanging out after school. And I love it. Oh, it's great. It's beautifully done. Almost artfully done. I mean, it was just perfect having him get out of the school and be in Zach's room, hanging out with just the guys. And like you talked about, that relationship building and their bond building and the trust building between them. And you're finally getting to see him not be this authoritative figure, but a friend and almost an equal there in the room with them. And he's buying them pizza and they're just hanging out being guys. And Zach says, Slater, this has to be yours. It has, I hate Jesse spelled out in anchovies. And then they do their man cheer one, two, three, and then a big burp. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Finally, we're out of the school setting and we've get Mr. Belding not just yelling at Zach and getting him in detention and, and pointing out his grades and how he's got to be better and he's going to meet with his parents. No, he is one of the guys, they're friends, and you can see the bond. It's beautiful. 
I, I like this little scene here where Lisa comes in as the, the girls have decided they'd like to make up. Lisa kind of makes them realize they were, maybe we're both being out of line and, uh, you know, that Kelly would be jealous as well if Zach was, uh, you know, hitting on this girl that's sitting there. And, okay, they're going to go make up. Lisa is going to take matters into her own hands. She's going to go in there and, and help make up. And she knocks on Zach's door. And um, it's a hilarious little moment. Uh, Lisa says, what are you doing here, Mr. Belding? And he says, bonding with my boys. And Lisa just goes really casually, just goes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write that down, but I didn't note that kind of in my head when I was watching that. And I think I always have since I've always, yeah. ever, every time I watch that episode, it's just like, that's not the appropriate response to that. Like, it's almost like they just, they loved the episode and they knew what was coming and they wanted to, and they just were like, uh, what fits? Oh, okay. Let, let's just move on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's just have Lisa say, okay, no problem, whatever. <laughs> and the, the guys though. After huddling with Mr. Belding, he makes them realize, no, there is no way, there is no way caving in here is not the answer. And it's the oldest trick in the book. Um, Slater, if you give in to Jesse now, you'll be wearing a tutu for the rest of your life. And Zach, you're going to be the best man at uh, Kelly and Todd's wedding. Love that stuff. Love that exchange. They turn it down. Nope, we're good. Tell them we're fine. We're going to tough this out with Mr. Belding. We don't need the girls Again, gold, just gold. Love it. It is. I love when Lisa says, uh, are you sure? And they all turn around. Sure, we're sure. We're guys. Like, that was just beautifully done. That whole scene in the room is is just great. I, like, I feel like we us talking about this episode and taking you through it is not doing it justice. Like, we should be just playing the audio of this entire episode because it's just, we can't do the these lines justice. It's just, it's so great. Every single one of them. Um, and even just to what you just said, when they say we're guys, Lisa says, you're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, th there's a point here where I, I, this is a kind of a quintessential moment. My least favorite part of the episode is Zach waking up and seeing Kelly everywhere. Although Kelly wow. is dressed to say the that hill. same thing. Well, I, I thought you might disagree because Kelly no. has never looked better in her life. Like just insanely, a uh, hot outfit, jeans and this top as she just looks like she's a 24 year old, just movie star runway model like it's insane it's just it's like wait where did the guys go did they not spend the night where did mr belding go what happened yes mr belding in a hotel did he go stay with slater or him slater and screech just out on the town that's kind of another thing like i want to see the backstory to this i want to see more detail where did they go i i would love to see like slater and Mr. Belding and Screech at the attic dancing late at night. It would be great. I think that needs to be seen. I know. It's like, what happened here? Because Zach, Zach goes back to school. Slater's uh, lifting weights. And he's, they're both just out of, they're both just out of sorts, you know. Uh, they, they both miss the girls. Mr. Belding apparently is the root of the cause here, which I disagree with. I think Mr. Belding was, and their bond was the best part ever in an episode. But yeah. they've got to get rid of Mr. Belding. And uh, they see Mr. Belding, who's, I guess, spent the night at the school because he's got, he's shaving, he's got a bathrobe on, he's got four showers, three stalls, and all the towels he could ever want. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I mean, and then he talks about tacos and bowling on me. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And the guys are horrified by this. They're like, no, we went through, the, it was good in the, that one moment, we had this moment, but it's gone now. We want to get back with the girls. We got to get rid of Mr. Belding. And uh, the guys are just standing there talking about wanting the girls back and how bad it's getting. And they, they talk about the voicemails that the girls are leaving. Zach calls 
Kelly and there's a voicemail and Slater calls Jesse and of course there's a great voicemail that she leaves. Ever kiss a bulldog on the lips? Ouch. Man, am I in trouble. I mean, listen to the message on Kelly's answering machine. Hi, if this is Zach, I'm on my honeymoon with Todd. Pretty rough, huh? You ought to hear Jesse's message. If this is Slater, take a flying leap into a toxic dump. Again, great stuff. I love that. Uh, although going back to Mr. Belding and the tacos and bowling on me, for one, I am in on that. And I have used that line countless times with my friends over the years. Like, we'll be kind of bored, not really doing anything. And I will literally just, I got a great idea. How about tacos and bowling on me? And everybody. I've done the same thing. I don't know why this episode just sticks out and we're taking things and putting it into our personal lives. But yeah. I've literally done that exact same thing with my friends. Just. We're sitting around, like everyone's wondering what to do, like you said. And just, hey, tacos and bowling on me. Let's go. I love it. And uh, they're going to ditch Mr. Belding. You know, they're going to do it. Zach's got a plan. He's going to send flowers to Mr. Belding. And he's got this great card where it calls him, you know, Mrs. Mrs. B's little whoopy whoopy. Uh, <laughs> they want to do their guy cheer. One, two, three, guys. But Mr. Belding is, oh, guys. He's clearly caving in himself. He's back to... Becky and um, all is right in the world. And now they can sort of move on to making up with Kelly and Jesse and sort of doing it the right way. um, As we move into the, what I should have said theater before we get into the details, are you a fan of the, what I should have said theater? I am. It is a little over the top silly as we expect from say by the bell. Uh, But it's, it's kind of supposed to be, you're thinking about trying to make up with uh, your girlfriend in high school and things have gone wrong and you've broken up and there's been words said that you you're trying to take back and what I should have said and and it's kind of a lighthearted moment while trying to also tell them you're sorry in a way and a lot of high school kids aren't good at just laying out all their feelings and being serious and so I kind of like how they're doing it in a somewhat silly way as Lisa dresses up and plays Jesse in that role and Screech dresses up and plays Kelly. So it's lighthearted yet serious. And they are making their apologies felt as well. Of course, Screech is horrendous playing Kelly. And I, well, yeah, he's got some really bad lines in there, but overall uh, really good stuff here. I just like the idea that like they're going to the max and it's dark in there and it's, it's just sort of after hours and maybe after it's closed and somehow they've arranged this. I just like that little things again, where you get them out of their typical moments. And uh, obviously they are so popular in, in the school and probably with the, you know, the, the max personnel that they're able to just arrange this. Love it. Again, like you said, lighthearted, good stuff. Um, the episode ends though, unfortunately with Screech still as Kelly oh, saying, I have to go to the bathroom and I don't know which door to go into. Horrible. Yeah, I was going to try to not mention that because it's such a great episode and it ends on a little bit of a sour note, which is kind of sad. Um, Screech, they could have just let it go like, hey, we're back together, play the music, maybe a group high five that we're all back together. I'd be even fine with that. But Screech getting that last line ends it on a sour note and it really e- very easily could have been left out and should have been left out. But it wasn't and I will never forgive them for it. Well, I know that we just got done doing the Fabulous Building Boys, which we both agreed. We don't know if it's number one, number two, number three of our favorite episodes of all time. But I will say this. Fabulous Building Boys, season three, episode one, Breaking Up is Hard to Undo, season three, episode two, has got to be the best back-to-back episodes in the entire series. I mean, that's, that, that, what a one-two punch to start a season. 
I love both. I think breaking up is hard to undo. It's great for different reasons. Um, and, and it's it's a different direction. And it's a whole, you know, I, I just love the the whole web that's weaved here with Mr. Belding and the breaking up and all that's going, there's a lot going on and I like it. And I don't know, this is, I know I say this about a lot. This has got to be a top five episode for me. Yeah, it does. I was just going to say that. Like I taught, we talked about the fabulous building boys and how that's maybe one for me. I don't know. There's so many really good ones, but breaking up is hard to undo. I think they're both in the top five. They have to be. And we talk about this a lot on this podcast, going through the review of every Saved by the Bell episode as we are here on season three, episode two, Breaking Up is Hard to Undo. And we talk about how the show has no continuity whatsoever. And I think this is one little brief glimpse, one little brief moment in time where we see that there is a little bit of continuity. We saw it growing from season three, episode one, The Fabulous Building Boys, where the relationship near the end of that episode builds with Mr. Belding and there's a trust there and there's a kinship and, and we see it carry over into breaking up is hard to undo where they, you can see that bond and Mr. Belding is going out of the school to Zach's house, spending time there, buying them pizza, hanging out. And so in a show that almost has no continuity whatsoever throughout the entire series, I believe these are two episodes back to back that we do get a little bit of a glimpse of that. We sure do. And I hope you like what we're doing. We are knee deep into Saved by the Bell. We're going to go through the whole series and we're in season three right now. Coming up next is the Glee Club. We'll see how it stacks up with these (laughs) first two. I can already tell you, I know exactly where it stacks up (laughs) because I've seen this show a million times and I don't even have to watch it again to know, but keep listening. Uh, Keep subscribing. Uh, Save my nostalgia podcast on Google play. Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, or Spotify. Our um, website is um, savebynostalgia.weebly.com. You can catch up uh, on all the interviews that we've done. We've got a bunch more coming up for this series. I cannot wait to unveil some of the stuff we've got. Some of the characters that we have coming up. How about Ox, Scud? How about Johnny Dakota? Yeah. How about Tori herself, Tori Scott? It's all coming up. You're on the Save by Nostalgia podcast. Thank you so much for listening.